some people they throw it, some people they throw it in, in lake, some people throw it just in trash, some people they burn it. And there is no ritual how to get rid of the hairline. But if you are asking why we cut, we cut them five times, like the five wounds of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, of the cross. Because a person who is starting his ministry or his service, actually he is a disciple of Christ who is carrying the cross and following Christ. So we are telling them in the beginning of your ministry here or your service as a deacon, then you started the road to follow Christ and carrying your cross. Cutting the hair, we do it in due ordination, in the ordination of the leader, because the leader actually is the first actual rank in the line of the priesthood. Chanter, all of us who are chanting, so the chanter just leading the people. But even the commandment we read it at the end, we say this is the first step in the rank of priesthood. While they are beginning their ministry, they should know they are carrying the cross of Christ. Five wounds like the five wounds. The other ordination, actually in the appointment of the monks and nuns, also we cut the hair, it has the same meaning. Here carrying the, the cross and to follow Christ in the way of monasticism, as St. Anthony the Great, when he left the world and went to the wilderness following the Lord Jesus Christ. In the Coptic Church, it is not a requirement, but it is a personal choice. And for example, Pope Krollos and also Pope Shenouda grew their hair. Many monks, they don't. Uh, a personal choice here. Yani. I remember after I became a monk, I asked my father of confession about this. So he told me, yani, it's up to you, but actually, if you're going to grow your hair, it will take a lot of your time to care for it. So maybe it's better not to in order not to waste your time in caring for your hair, especially most of the time it is covered, so it needs a lot of care. Yeah. You can have a mature talk with the other servant, you know, instead of we doubling the service, what about we, we split it or, you know, we think about other activities that are not done, we can add to the service. And usually when I ordain two priests in the same church, I say I'm not splitting the service between both of them, but I want to double the service. There are already some services here. With the ordination of a new priest, I need to add services that did not exist. If you want the other servant, if you want to take these ser services, maybe he more comfortable, he... he he knows how to do it, but he is not creative to do other services. Okay, that's fine. Take this, and I will think about other services. You know, when the Sunday school movement started in the late 30s and early 40s of the last century, there was a lot of resistance from even the priests. And they used to close the doors of the church in front of Sunday school servants. So when Pope Krellos became the patriarch, some servant, when Pope Krellos complaining how the doors of the church are closed in front of them. So Pope Krellos listened to them and he told them, yes, Christ said the harvest is few and the laborers are plenty. He reversed the verse. So they, they understood he wanted to tell them something. They told him, what do you mean, Sayyidna? 
the harvest is few and the laborers are plenty. He said, if there is no service here and the service is closed in front of you here, go to the villages. The villages actually, no one is serving them. And this was the beginning of how many churches start to serve villages. The blessing of the closing of the doors in front of the Sunday school services actually sent the servant to the villages. Nobody actually cared for these villages. And they said uh, when they went to the villages, he found people, they say, I'm Christian, but he doesn't know even how to say our Father who art in heaven. I heard this story from the recordings of Abuna Salib Suryal. Abuna Salib Suryal has about 21 tape. He explained how the ministry uh, and Sunday school in general and in particular in Giza started. This story was mentioned by Abuna Salib Suryal in these tapes. If somebody wants to take these services from me, that's fine. I will go and find you know, other activities and I will do it. In this way, I'm doubling the service. Number one, you need to win the person and to make the person trust you and is willing to talk with you before opening any subject. If you build this trusting relationship and loving relationship, then you can say, you know, because I care about you and the other person knows that you already care. I heard so-and-so, so I, I like to discuss this with you. And when you discuss it, don't discuss it in a judgmental way. But you need to discuss it after you show empathy and understanding. Our youth, unfortunately, they are going through a lot of pressure. The society around us pressuring them from every side. We should have compassion on them because of the pressure around them. So when you talk, show understanding, show empathy, and then let us agree on what dating is and when it is beneficial and when it is edifying. And we can apply the four principles that St. Paul said, everything is lawful, but not everything is edifying, not everything is befitting us, should not be controlling us, and should not be offensive to others. When you discuss with them from biblical perspective, make them through questions and answer. Like the Lord said with Simeon the Pharisee, ask him question, and he let me answer it. So question answer reaches a conclusion, then this will be a good point. How to apply it is a different. Maybe I'm convinced, but to end the relationship in which I am emotionally involved, it's not an easy thing. So here they need a support, not condemnation if they did not, for example, end it immediately. I should not go and condemn them, but I'm sure they want to end it, but they cannot. So here, prayer, support, confession, all these things actually can be helpful for them to overcome this. So my role should be a supportive more than judgmental or condemning. During the process, I would know it might affect my own salvation. So how to do both and be safe still? That's why St. Paul in Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, he said, if you see anybody is taken in trespass, those who are spiritual should help him with the spirit of gentleness. Then he said, looking at yourself, Watching yourself. For example, if I don't know how to swim, I cannot save somebody who is drowning. So if I feel this situation will offend me or negatively affect me, maybe I can excuse myself and can ask Abuna or the Sunday school coordinator to assign another servant to help with this case. 
But through the grace of God, if I can help them, then I need to ask grace in prayer. So God actually can support me with his grace during this process so I will not be negatively. Any negative thought, I should expose it immediately to my spiritual father so Satan cannot control me. And ask prayer in the story of St. Baisa when St. John the Shore went actually to lead her to repentance. His story says he asked the prayers of the elders of Shihit in the wilderness to pray for him because it was not an easy mission to go to a harlot to, to ask her to repent. But through the prayers of the elders of Shihit and the grace of God, he was able to go and help her. If there is a limit to how much a servant can give to the service, and if there is no limit, how can the servant keep himself from feeling burnt out and then it feels like it's a burden, not a service anymore, and kind of can give as much as? Absolutely, there has to be a limit. I cannot overextend myself beyond my abilities. That's why in the parable of the talents, one person was given one talent, one person was given two talents, one person was given five talents, based on their ability. If I give the person who has two talents, five talents, maybe he will not do anything with them. So here, honesty with oneself and honesty with my spiritual father, I can decide what services I can do, what services I cannot do. And here, I need to be careful from two extremes. I am choosing what is comfortable and convenient to me. And one extreme here, there is laziness. I, I, I don't want to commit myself to more services. And the other extreme is to spread myself thin. And at the end, all the services I'm doing, I will not be faithful in them. So how to keep the balance between this and that? Now, love of God the Father, the grace of his only begotten Son, our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, come here and gift of the Holy Spirit. Be with you all. Go in peace. May the peace of the Lord be with you all. Amen.